Shalom to all. Today's office is Shalom Chumas Afternoon Chesa. We are starting right at the top of the Amud with the words Amr Abiyayna and the Vilna Surah Sadaf. It's a Lamad Bez Amr Alf, about a quarter of the way into the Amud. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shamash and Heaven Aliyah. Now we were right in the middle of discussing a Machlekes between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakesh regarding a Kayan being Michael Tashlume Truma, the payment for eating Truma. Rabbi Yechon had said that even though the Kayan is Michael, it, once the Israel eats that payment, he's Ivor Gazla Shevet and he has to pay up and give it to a Kayan. Whereas Rish Lakesh said, he doesn't have to give it to a Kayan. Since the kain was Michael on it, he could sell it to a kain because it belongs to him, and he doesn't have to give it to the kain. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, This is what Rish Lakish would ask on Rabbi Yehuda. Al daitcha, according to you, that you say this payment has to be given to the shevet, has to be given to a kain. It doesn't have to be given to the one who's Michael it, but it has to be given to another kain, and it has to be given and not sold. Well, Vatanina, we have a mission that says, Gun of Truma's hektish If a person stole Truma which was hektish and he ate it, and how do we have Truma which is hektish? Well, it would simply be that the kain was maktish his Truma. And this Yisrael ate it. Misham shnei chomshin vekaren. He has to pay two chaimishes and one karen. He has to pay one karen to the base of Mikdash, and he has to pay two chaimishes, one for taking hektish and one for taking truma. Well, according to you, Rabbi Yechonon, the Yisham lekayin. That's the proper girsa. He should also have to pay a karen to the kayin because there's gazal shevet over here. He stole something that's considered truma, so he should have to pay not only a karen for taking hektish, but he should also have to pay another karen to a kayin because he ate truma. So Rabbi Yosef says, "B'shem Rabbi Yechonon." What's the answer? Hatayra Amr. The Tyra says. He's Yitzis Gzela when he pays Hektesh and he doesn't have to pay another Karen payment to a Kayin. So, there were two things that were said in the name Rabbi Yechanan, and it wasn't said where they came from. The first thing is, he's Yitzis Gzela when he pays a Karen to Hektesh, but you didn't say where it's from. So, where is it from? Where did Rabbi Yechanan get this from? And the answer is, the Pasuk tells us, and he gives the kain the kaidash. And this is talking about just a standard case where Yisrael ate truma. What do we learn from here? That when he gives the kain chulin to replace the truma that he ate, that's being yaitzah his den of gzela. In other words, he really should be chayv two separate things. First of all, the Yisrael stole from the kain, so he has to replace that which he stole. And second of all, he needs a kapara for that which he took from the shevet of kaihanim, which is truma. So you might think that he should have to pay double to the kain for taking his truma. And that's what we're learning from the pasuk that no, when he takes truma from a kain and eats it, he only has to make one Karen payment, and that covers two things, the kapara for eating truma, and stealing from the kain. And it's the same thing in our case, that when he eats truma, which is hektesh, he only has to make one Karen payment, and that covers both the hektesh part and the truma part. Now, we continue with the other thing that needs a source. Where the paradum is shechted, that's where it has to be burned, and that's outside the machina, which we know. And you didn't say where that's from. So Ma'u Kedain, where is it from? And Rabbi Lazar says, Shame Rabbi Shaya, the Pasik tells us, Al Pirsha Yisraif. And Mach Mamina, what do you learn from here? So Rabbi Yirmi explains, Shame Rabbi Imi, Makim Prisha Samechayim, Sham Tehesre Fasa. The Pasik's telling us that where it's separated from life, meaning where it was shechted, which is outside the Machna, that's where it's burned. And now we take Shitas Rabbi Yechon and Lakesh and plug them into Shitas that we learned yesterday. It says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechon and Karebi, Rabbi Shimon Lakesh, Kerblazer Bir Shimon. It seems to be that Rabbi Yechon holds like Rabbi, and Rabbi Lakesh holds like Rabbi Lazar Shimon. Namely, Rabbi Yechonon holds that even when the Kayin was Michael the payment, the Israel has to give it to a Kayin, 
So clearly he holds like Rebbe, who had said yesterday that Tashlume Truma only gets the din of Truma once it's handed to the Kayin. The way we say that is Matnasai Mekadshasai, the one that's given over, then it gets its Kedusha of Truma. Where it seems to be the Rish Lakesh clearly holds like Rablaz Reb Shemin that already after the Hafrasha, even before the Nesina, this food becomes Truma. However, Amr Abban Rachi or Abban Rachia says, V'in Yizbar Reb Shemin Lakesh Karebi. Rish Lakesh could actually hold like Rebbe because technically Rebbe only holds his Shita only when we're dealing with something that has to be given to the Kayin. Meaning, we could say that Rebbe holds that the Shlume Truma only gets a din of Truma once it's given over to the Kayin when discussing something that has to be physically given to the Kayin, such as when the Yisrael stole the Kayin's Truma and ate it, so he has to replace that Kayin's Truma. But when we're talking about something that doesn't need to be given to the Kayin, for example, when the Kayin was Michael on the payment, so he doesn't have to give it to that Kayin, so if Rebbe mighty, we can even say that Rebbe himself agrees that even when he simply separates the payment, it automatically becomes Kadash and gets turned into Truma, and he doesn't have to physically give it to the Kayin for it to become Truma. And if so, it would turn out that actually Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakesh are arguing in Shitas Rebbe, and it's not that Rabbi Yechon holds like Rebbe and the Rish Lakesh holds like Rabbi Reb Shemin. And where do we get this from? Because we see the same in the following Mishnah. We know there's something called Pidyan Petachamar, then we have a firstborn male donkey that automatically belongs to the Kayin, and the Yisrael has to redeem it with a sheep from the Kayin. So he gives a sheep to the Kayin and he gets his donkey back. So the Mishnah tells us, Hifish Pidyan Petachamar, let's say Yisrael separated the sheep for Pidyan Petachamar, Umais, and the sheep died before he was able to give it to the Kayin. So Rebelezer, Amir Blezer says, This Yisrael is responsible for it, just like the five slime of a son. When Yisrael has a firstborn son, he has to redeem him from the Kayin, that's called Pidyan Aben, and that's done with five slime. And the same way that if the Yisrael separates five slime and then he loses them, he obviously has to separate another five slime and then give them to the Kayin in order for Pidyan Aben to work. So to over here, since the sheep wasn't given to the Kayin yet, he has to separate another sheep and give it to the Kayin. Whereas Rechamer and Rechamim say, He's actually not responsible for this sheep. He doesn't have to give another one to the Kayin. It's just like Pidyan Maizr Shani. The same way if a person transferred the Gedusha Maizr Shani onto money and then he lost it, the fruit of the Gedusha's Maizr Shani was transferred off of is not Kadesh anymore. So to over here, the moment he designated his sheep for the Pidyan Petachamar, automatically it's considered Padoi and he doesn't have to separate another sheep even though this one died before he gave it to the Kayin. Now, Madi Reb Lezer, Reb Lezer agrees that if we have a Yisrael that got a bunch of donkeys from his grandfather who was a Kayin, and his grandfather who was a Kayin had gotten them from his grandfather who was a Yisrael. So while they were by the grandfather who was the Kayin, if he would have separated sheep to do a pidyon on those donkeys because they still needed a pidyon for they were from his grandfather who was Yisrael, this fellow who's a Kayin would be allowed to keep those sheep and the donkeys. And that same then applies once they're given to his grandson, the Yisrael. And therefore, even in this case, Rebbe Lezer holds the Mekivin Shefrishai Kadshai, the moment the Yisrael separated the sheep for the Pidyon, they automatically become Kadosh, and therefore if the sheep dies, he's not responsible to replace it. By the same token, going back all the way to the original case that had started out this whole discussion, where Yisrael ate Shruma that he inherited from his grandfather who was a Kayin, we would say that Rebbe agrees that the produce that he separates to be used as payment for eating that Shruma automatically becomes Truma the moment it's separated, even though he hasn't actually given it over. And while that's case as part of this discussion, let's say, Achal Truma's Chaver, Mishal Chaver, a Yisrael ate Truma belonging to a Chaver who's a Kayin, and a Chaver is someone whom we could trust with Toma and Tahara, so he has to give that payment of Truma to the Chaver, and Truma's Amaretz, if he ate the Truma of an Amaretz, Mishal Amaretz, so he has to pay the Kayin Amaretz. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Doesn't it turn out that he's giving Tahar stuff to an Amaretz? And we know that Amaretz is not careful with Toma and Tahara, so this Kayin who's an Amaretz is going to end up 
turning it tame. So how is he allowed to give food to this Amaris, which is becoming Truma, if the Amaris is going to make it tame? So the Gemara continues, no test Amaralfa on top, Ketsuruai. So what's he supposed to do? The answer is, Nisenstein Lakayan Chaver. He gives both of these Truma payments to a Kayan who's a Chaver, to someone whom we could trust with Tomatara. And this Kayan who's a Chaver takes the value of one of these Trumas, and he gives it to the Kayan Amaret. Now, how does this work? So we're really splitting hairs over here. Regarding Gezel Hashavet, stealing Truma from the Shavet of Kayhanim, so he can give this payment for eating the Truma to any Kayan. He doesn't have to give it to the Kayan Amaret whom he took it from. However, regarding stealing from this Kayan Amaret, so he does have to pay him. However, he could give him money and he doesn't have to give him produce. Therefore, the suggestion is the produce is given to a Kayan Chaver who pays him for it and then he takes that payment and he gives it to the Kayan Amaret to be Yetzi paying for that which he stole. However, Bon Barachia, Amar Kumir, Shemin Lakish, this is all good according to the man Amar. At the moment he separated this payment, it automatically becomes Kadosh, and that's why he can give the food, which is technically designated for the Amaretz Kain, to a Kain who's a Chaver, and then the value of that could be given to the Amaretz Kain, and he takes care of all of his issues as we just explained. But according to the man Amar, that it only becomes Kadosh, it only becomes Truma, once he hands it over, don't we have to have someone being Zaycha in it? In other words, he technically has to give the food itself to the Kainama Aretz because it doesn't take on its din as Truma until he hands it over to the person whom he took it from. So we're back to square one. We have an issue. He stole Truma for a Kainama Aretz. He has to pay him back with Chulin, which is only going to become Truma once it's given to the Kainama Aretz. And we can't give it to the Kainama Aretz because he's going to make it Tamei. So what's he supposed to do? So Amr Lahen, or Kurn Samgir says, it's Amr Lay. He told him, He's Mezaka to the Kainama Aretz through somebody else. In other words, this is Israel's Mizaka the Truma to the Kainama Aretz through the Kain Chaver. So he's not actually giving this payment to the Kainama Aretz. He's giving it to the Chaver. But the Chaver is not taking it for himself. He's acquiring it for the Kainama Aretz. And therefore, it's like the Israel gave it directly to the Kainama Aretz. However, it never actually physically gets given to the Kainama Aretz because we wouldn't want him to make a Tameh. And so what does the Kain Chaver do? He just gives its value to the Kainama Aretz, who's more than happy to receive the value of it. And he's not actually Makbid on receiving the actual food itself. And this way we can ensure that the Yisrael made this payment and he's still making sure that he's not giving Truma to the Kainama Aretz because we don't want it to become Tameh. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow explaining the last part of the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.